0: Welcome to Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life with me, Dr. Pat Basile. We are coming to you live to bring you stories of people like you and me who are busting through to their unlimited possibilities. Right about now, you may be asking, what is crust? Crust is what keeps you stuck. It is anything you think, feel, or believe that prevents you from living life full out. Wow. Good morning, everybody. I hope you're having the kind of Tuesday that I'm having, because guess what? It is Terrific Tuesday. I'm Dr. Pat Basile. You're right here with me on Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life, and I'm sitting here with the major, numero uno, producer, Mr. Benny Mathers. Hi, Benny.
1: Good morning, and I'm feeling a little bit better, and thank you for asking.
0: Go, Benny. Go, Benny. It's
1: not my birthday. It was two months ago. Go, Benny. Go, Benny.
0: (laughs) And you know what I want to say? We have got a a fabulous show for you today. We have got in the house with us here, Greg Braden, and those of you that know the name, and I know most of you do, know and are familiar with his work, The God Code, and many, many other things, and we're going to be talking more about that. You know, he is a New York Times, New York, my place, my hometown. Ooh, that's a big city. New York Times, best-selling author, and he has been featured guest on all, you know, m- numer- many international conferences, media specials, he explores the role of spiritual and technology and then some and today we're going to be talking about what he has learned what are the lessons uh what is the god code and how does that show up with preparing for and embracing the i can do it attitude so we're going to be doing that greg hi are you there
2: Good morning, Pat. Good morning, Benny. It's great to hear your voices and great to be on the program this morning.
0: Well, we are so looking forward to this. Now, right to kick the show off, I usually uh, pull what we call a prosperity card. And it's amazing what cards I pull, what shows up for me. Benny's laughing. He used to claim that I, w- I wasn't shuffling I the think deck. it still is the shuffling, because no, look wait, at wait, how look you're at, doing it. Come on. That's, ben, that's, that's like the
1: Vegas style. We need to, it's, we need to do like a Reno style.
0: Greg would tell you that, hey, look. there are See, no you're dropping mis- cards. There are no mistakes. The fact that Dr. Pat pulls the same card every day for five days has a meaning to it. It
2: means you're consistent, right? <laughs> that's right. Totally.
0: All right, here we go.
2: Love that
1: sound of money.
0: Oh my goodness. Cha-ching! Oh, look You're out. Done. Now, you know there are no mistakes in anything that goes on here, and we'll talk more about that, but I'm going to tell you, listen, look at this card. This is this we we're going to have a lot to talk about Greg. I release unhealthful behaviors and dissolve them into the light. I release unhealthful behaviors and dissolve them into the light.
1: That's a good one.
0: Oh, my goodness. I like that one. We're going to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Back into the nothingness from which they came. Yes. Unhealthful behaviors and addictions are a way of seeking joy and comfort. Mm. Find the find the fullness of your spirituality, and you will no longer need the addiction, uh, addiction. Joy comes naturally from within us, and we are balanced and healthy. And boy, we are going to talk about that today with my amazing guest, Greg Braden. We're going to talk about many, many things. And I want to say this out front for those of you that are tuning in these phone lines will be open for you today this is an opportunity to chat with Greg and find out how what you're doing in your life is either shaping what you want to have manifest or not and get some help and, and you know, ask questions about the fabulous work he's doing. This is the show for you. That's why we do it. It's your day, your show. I'm Dr. Pat Basili. Let me tell you the number to call in. 425-373-5527. 425-373-5527. Or Mr. Benny. Ah, uh,
1: one triple eight two nine eight five five six nine. That's a toll-free number west of these old cascades over here. One triple eight two nine eight fifty-five sixty nine. Give us a Jingle.
0: All right, hey Greg, thank you so much for joining the show today. You know, yeah. I want to talk to you about. You're doing some amazing things. I mean, I don't tell you know where you're. I'm calling you right now. You're on the road. Um, how has this been for you since uh, the book came out?
2: Well, the book was. Well, first of all, it is. It's just a, a joy and a pleasure to be here. I want to thank you again for for being such a gracious host. We. Been on the road almost consistently for the last year since uh, this book was released in February of '04 as hardback. It just went paperback in January of this year, and uh, uh, it has been a, um, a joyous and intense experience all at the same time. Mm. The, the material for the God Code it uh, uh, it is the, the result of a research project that began when I was an engineer during the last years the, of the Cold War working behind the scenes on uh, on the United States' deterrence to what was believed to be the Soviet threat at that time. Mm-hmm. And it was it was a very frightening time in, in the history of, of the world as well as the history of our nation. Um, and my belief was then, and has always been, that, that we're here on purpose, that we're an intentional species. And that if that's true, it, to me it made tremendous sense that somewhere in our past we would have been left a message to tell us what that is, uh, and to make a long story very brief we found that something in the dna of life itself so as this book uh describes how that uh how that discovery was made and the fact that we have literally found a text message encoded into the cells of life that is the that's the message that's preceded this tour so it has been received uh very well uh, but what's so interesting to me pat is that the book went out for, for review to uh, universities, academic institutions, certainly uh, uh, theologians and uh, religious institutions. And as different as each of those are from one another, they see tremendous differences between themselves. They all have found that their, uh, their beliefs or their teachings are supported in, uh, in the fact that this message exists. And to me, that is it's very, very interesting. It says that maybe we've cut through some of the superficial differences, and we've gone to the core of what really brings us together as, as a family here in this world.
0: And, you know, for folks that are, are tuning in for the first time or are not familiar with the book, let's talk about the message. Let's Certainly. talk about the message. Sure.
2: And, my, my belief during that time, again, this was uh, late 1980s, when, um, when we were engaged in a, a, a war that didn't have the visibility that Vietnam or right. Iraq have on the one hand, and mm-hmm. on the other hand it had the potential uh, for the first time in recorded human history, uh, we had the potential to, to destroy all that we cherish as a civilization. And the superpowers believed that, uh, that we could do that in a survivable war. It was a, a absolutely just a mind-boggling time. And it was within that context that I felt if we could find something that tells us we're here on purpose, if we could find a message somewhere deep in our past, uh, that gives us a little bit of insight into who we are, maybe it would tell us that we're, we're greater than the differences that led to the wars. Maybe we don't have to have those wars anymore. So that led to the, the, uh, the research that began in the temples and the texts of Egypt and Bolivia and Tibet and Peru and Nepal and, uh, uh, and India and all through the desert southwest, all of those, as fascinating as they were, pointed back to us and said, what you're looking for is going to be within. It's not. You're going to find it on the temple wall. Mm. And that led to a 12-year research project. The bottom line of that project is that we now have uh, discovered and translated a text message within the cells of all life, from a single blade of grass to the complexity of the human body. Uh, and the first part of that message literally reads in English. It literally translates into the words, God eternal within the body. God eternal within the body. It doesn't say who God is or where God comes from. Uh, it simply tells us that uh, that we are, uh, beyond any reasonable doubt, uh, an intentional act of creation. And in that understanding, uh, as we learn more about the deeper layers of this message... Uh, I think we will, in fact, have a reason to become greater than, than the differences of our past.
0: You know, the differences of our past, and, and this is a topic that's very near and dear to me right now, the topic of collaboration. The You know, how to bring people that come from different perspectives, that come from, you know, different interests. Uh, some of them self-serving and uh, others might not be, but how to bring that, you know, that oneness, that collaborative effort together, you know, without having to have a disaster. And I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about, you know, not just in, you know, what we hear at the big organizational global level of countries, but how that filters down into every aspect of our lives, work, organizations, and then individuals, you know, how important is this, Greg?
2: Well, for me, uh, I believe that while it's always been nice, uh, a nice philosophical concept to speak about peace and to speak about cooperation in the past, uh, we've come to a point in our world right now where I believe that it's a strategic necessity. We must find a way to solve our differences through something other than, than war. And we've seen how quickly a very tense situations can deteriorate into Uh, in the localized conflicts that spread to regionalized wars, right now over one half of the nations of the earth are engaged in armed conflict right now. And what makes it such a very different time in history is that it's less about wars between countries and more about wars between beliefs and uh, ideologies. Uh, And those are very, very different kinds of of wars, and we've all seen the potential of, uh, of what that can bring, the destruction that can bring to our world now with the technology, with the nuclear proliferation, militarization of space, uh, the things that we're seeing happen right now, uh, I believe that it is it is beyond a nice philosophical concept. It is a strategic necessity for, for our future.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, somebody said something interest to me, interesting to me the other day in a conversation, and it was about the pharmaceutical industry. Mm-hmm. And what they said to me is, what is the vision? So when you read the vision of each of the pharmaceutical industries, it has to do with health, you know, of people. And if that truly is the vision, then what does it take? And, you know, in in what you've learned and people you've talked to, what does it take to break down the walls, to get everybody on the same page? And this person was talking about the pharmaceutical industry to say, wait a minute, what would happen if all of these folks got together and put their collective knowledge down on a piece of paper? Is there anything that we couldn't heal?
2: Well, certainly. This uh, part of the, the the last section of the of the God Code, I, I actually addressed this. There were four hundred studies that were done uh, early, in uh, well, within just the last couple of years, to determine the the right amount of competition. And uh, when they talk about competition, they're they're talking about um, violent competition between. Um, between organizations or species or whatever it is, right. the, the researchers looked to nature. And what they found is that in nature, the the ideal amount of competition that leads to the, the healthiest members of the, the species, the greatest number of offspring, the most successful organizations, if we can call them that, in, in nature is zero. What they found is every time, every single time, 400 studies found this, that species compete with one another for resources or for Uh, things that they believe one can have and the other cannot, Uh, ultimately no one really wins, and that cooperation, hands down, was the best in every single instance, uh, was the best model in nature, led to the most successful families in nature, the the, uh, greatest longevity, uh, the greatest number of offspring surviving over long periods of time. And we have to ask ourselves, do we believe we're so separate from the natural world around us that those kinds of principles Uh, don't apply to us, because we we are engaged in violent competition for resources on our Earth right now. And um, uh, if we're to believe what nature shows us as a model, uh, there may be uh, a much better way.
0: What do you think is the number one obstacle, or as I would say, crust ball, (laughs) (laughs) that stops us from sitting down and having a win-win, we hear this term a lot, this is a big win-win, you ever right. hear that? Right. Let's have a win-win, and then you sit down, and before you know it, there's no, not a win-win going on. What is, you know, in your experience and all that you've learned, the major, biggest obstacle that stops us from getting to that table?
2: I think it's it could be categorized under the umbrella of fear. It's the fear that somehow there isn't enough. Somehow somebody's going to lose out. Somehow someone is uh, is going to have something uh, uh, that someone else doesn't have. Uh, and there, it has many ways of manifesting in, in our world right now, but I think it's, uh, it, it's the bottom line is, we're, is people are afraid and they don't really know that they have a choice. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's going to lead, as we go into this program, the second discovery that we're going to be speaking about is a field of intelligent energy that, that bathes, that permeates all of creation and links us all together. And what that says is that as we feel differently about ourselves, and our relationship to the world, that field uh, responds to that and brings about healing in our bodies and peace in our world. And when you put these two things together, the God Code gives us a reason to see ourselves differently in the world. And the field, uh, and we'll talk more about this after the break. But the field is is what it is that conveys that message uh, and, and makes um, makes our world uh, a place where those things are mirrored back to us through our daily lives. The little things that we change in our lives each day are reflected on a larger scale uh, between between communities, between uh, countries, between nations.
0: Well, wow. let's let's do take that short break right now. Open up the phone lines. To Benny, make sure everybody has the number here to call in, have a conversation, join us. Uh I'd love to hear what suggestions people have, you know, around this topic of collaboration and w- when we come back, we'll talk about that field. We'll talk about that reflection and find out what mirror what mirror do each and every one of us hold up. You know, what are we looking at when we have that mirror? What is that reflection and does it contribute, you know, to us living this world? oneness with spirit or does it take us further and further away into the world of separation let's give out that number benny
1: that's a good question too dr pat I'll leave everyone uh, to uh, points to ponder so to speak four two five three seven three five five two seven is the local and long distance number here at kknw am 1150 the home of dr pat and alternative talk or one triple eight two nine eight five five six nine that's one triple eight two nine eight five five six nine
0: and you know i'm here for those of you that are just two tuning in i'm here with a new york times bestseller selling author greg braden and much more i mean his work is a ast- Uh, Unbelievable. Uh, And we're very, very grateful that he has taken the time to do studies because those of us in the research field, we know what that is like. I'm Dr. Pat. Producer Benny? We want to hear from you. Please call in now. We've got the phones ready for you. We want to help you to create the God Code or actually unleash the God Code within you. Oh, let it go, baby. (laughs) We'll be right back.
1: That you spill
2: up my back Want to hear something different from talk radio? The choice is clear. Alternative Talk,
1: 1150
2: AM I couldn't ask for another That's right
1: Your groove, I do deeply dig No walls, only the bridge My
0: of dish, my crick wish Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Guess What? Cross-busting your way to an awesome life. With me, Dr. Pat, and Producer Benny, and my special guest, Greg Braden. And just a quick announcement. For those of you that have asked me, uh, I I don't do a good job of this, apparently. Uh, I am, yes, I am on TV today. That's correct. I'm on TV today, sometime between 2 and 3, and it is going to be broadcast on Comcast Channel 77 or 29. It depends on which area you're and uh, that ought to be a very good show. I'm, I'm loving the TV thing. It's a little different than radio. Uh, I'm here today with my very, very special guest, Greg Braden. We're talking about uh, the book, uh, The God Code. We're talking about many things. And, you know, basically, this is an opportunity for each and every one out there to join in on this conversation. Uh, 425-373-5527. 425-373-5527. one triple. We have a couple of copies of the book to give you, too. Not a couple to each person, but you know what I mean. We want to hear from you. You know, Greg, we started to talk about the field. Let's finish up that conversation.
2: Sure, sure, Pat. These two discoveries, I think, change everything in terms of the way we view our world today. First, the discovery uh, of an intelligent text message coded into the cells of all life. That at the very least, that, uh, that invites us to reconsider who we are in the world and, and how we function in this world, our capabilities, and, and where our power really lies. The second discovery, between 1993 and the year 2000, uh, in academic institutions uh, and independent institutions as well, a series of uh, experiments confirmed in the 20th century something that uh, has been stated for hundreds or thousands of years in ancient traditions and texts. And it simply says that there's something else out there, that uh, we're all connected, we're linked. We're bathed in this field of intelligent energy that's everywhere all the time. Uh, It's been with us since the very beginning, and this field uh, has an intelligence in that it responds. The field literally responds to human emotion. And the experiments show this very, very clearly. I'll be talking about this in the uh, the conference, the uh, I Can Do It conference. The the experiments show, for example, that human emotion changes the the DNA in our bodies and that the DNA actually has an effect on the stuff our world is made of. DNA has an effect on physical matter. Uh, And these are mind-boggling concepts, and you put them all together... What they say is when we change the way we feel, it affects our bodies, and our bodies are affecting the world around us, which is precisely what the ancients have said for thousands of years. So we now understand this field is there. It's so new. Uh, it doesn't even have a single name as yet. There's some scientists that call it uh, very technical uh, names. They call it the quantum hologram. Mm-hmm. Uh, other scientists uh, call it nature's mind, or Stephen Hawking calls it the mind of God. And they're all speaking essentially about the same thing. It's a quantum field that uh, that joins everything together. So what it means is that little changes in our lives, in our homes, the way we uh, address one another at the dinner table with our families, or what we feel when we watch the 6 o'clock news and, and how we talk about that in our families, uh, how we feel when we're driving down the freeway and somebody cuts us off just before the exit um, those responses that we have in those seemingly insignificant moments of life actually are linked to others and are collectively helping us to create the reality that we see as our world. So the, the bottom line to this is that uh, all of the anger, the rage, the hate, uh, and the jealousy that we feel within, we shouldn't be surprised if we see it coming back to us uh, in friends, relationships, uh, uh, co-workers. Uh, and by the same token, all the love, compassion, understanding, forgiveness is also mirrored back to us through our relationships. And uh, and this is precisely what was found under the laboratory conditions, and this is what we now see. Uh, the correlations are so high and how it plays out on... Uh, uh, even on global levels,
0: you know you said something very interesting that I want to talk about, and it is I call it a vibration. and I you know I think it is a connectedness. And you know what's interesting is, you know it's it, I guess the quote by Gandhi keeps coming back to me, and it is uh, become the change you want to you wish to see in the world. precisely, we,
2: we must I mean the the key to everything we're saying here is we must become the very things that we choose to experience. that That's the irony. If we want love, uh, nurturing, compassion in our lives, we've got to become those very things so that the field can mirror them back to us. You know, a perfect example of this, Pat, I'll Uh just share. uh, Studies were done in the early 1970s, 24 U.S. cities uh, with populations over 10,000. People were trained to feel, uh, essentially, the feeling of peace in their bodies. And they went about it. There are different names of how they went about doing it. The, The key was they were feeling feelings of peace in their bodies. And what they found was during the time that the people were feeling those feelings in those cities, statistically, uh, crimes against people declined. Emergency hospital room visits declined. Traffic accidents declined. And when the people stopped doing these things, all of those statistics reversed. And this led to uh, a, a greater study in the early 1980s. During the Israeli-Lebanese war, people were trained to feel peace they were placed in the war-torn areas in uh, Israel and Lebanon, and uh, a number of experiments. This wasn't just like a one-shot deal. They did this time and time and time again, different times of the day to make sure that um, uh, you know it wasn't uh, an effect of so many traffic police on the street. Different times of the month to make sure it wasn't an effect of, of lunar cycles or holidays or weekends or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. What they found was that while those people were feeling peace, terrorist activities dropped to zero crimes against people declined emergency hospital room visits declined and uh, these are all effects of this field what we what happens inside of our bodies the field you can think of it as a conduit that allows what happens within us to reach way beyond our bodies and the walls of the room that we're in uh, and affect the world around us and uh, it takes a cooperative effort and this comes back to your earlier question we must work together cooperate to create Uh, the kinds of effects that this field will allow.
0: You know, every time we have a reaction to something, it's really interesting. I share this. I did a keynote uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it was on the Gandhi quote uh, that I I just mentioned. And I was telling about a story of driving to the highway, driving down to the radio station. And there was a car in front of me, and I thought it was really cool. It was like peace on Earth, blah, blah, blah. You know, all of the peace kinds of bumper stickers that you would find, just about every one you've ever seen on the planet, was on the back of this car. Uh, and I thought wow this is really cool. The bottom right hand corner of the car had a very different bumper sticker. It said something it was it was www.wehatebush.com. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I went home and I looked this website up. There is a website that said that is wehatebush.com and I thought, "Well, wait a minute." All of that peace stuff gets negated with that thing.
2: Precisely. Precisely. No, I live, uh, the part of the world uh, where, where I live in northern New Mexico, uh, both Don Rumsfeld and Dick Cheney both have homes uh, here. Yes, they do. And they, um, just before the uh, the elections, uh, they, were, they were having people, they brought them in from other cities uh, for protests uh, against uh, against the war, against the elections and everything else, and they were inviting me to, to be a a local speaker uh, in this protest, and I declined. And the reason I declined is because it was done in such anger and such hate uh, that, to me, betrays the very principles of peace from the perspective that we're talking about here today uh, that we'd like to see in our world. Uh, I will uh, speak on behalf of peace in in a moment's notice anywhere in the world uh, to speak angrily against uh, the things with the, the, the kind of rage that I saw happening in these protests, to me was counterproductive, and it, it, it went against the very principles uh, that, these, uh, that the ancients suggested and that the laboratory experiments are showing and what the field says to us, because it's that anger and that rage that we become, that we're being demonstrated in those uh, protests. That is what the, the field appears to be neutral. Mm-hmm. It simply mirrors back whatever it is that we send it without judgment. Uh, so that anger and that hate and that rage, those people kept feeding it back. It's a self-perpetuating field. And it, to me, it didn't seem like a healthy thing to do.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, now, I've got an email question for you. And again, I want to open up the phone lines and give out the phone number. We'd like to invite you in on this conversation. And, you know, with this the, and the invitation is within, with the spirit of what can you contribute when you come on the show what is it that you would like to contribute to change the vibration if there is there somebody that you know is holding you back from having absolute peace and harmony that you would like us to help you let go of to create and shift the vibration because every time you do that you shape and shift the vibration the energy field as greg was talking about of this planet and what a fabulous opportunity for each and every one of us to take a minute and take the time out during this show and say, hey, I'm done with this. I'm done with this grudge. I'm done with this resentment. So give us a call at 425-373-5527. That's 425-373-5527. Or 1-888-298-5569. 298 uh, 5569 Greg, I got a question from Lynn. Sure. Uh, first, thanks so much for the wonderful work work around the god code. Wow, amazing discovery. I agree about those things being mirrored back to us. What have you found most helpful in getting getting at deeper beliefs that might conflict with our conscious desires but still get mirrored back?
2: Did you read that one more time? <laughs>
0: sure. Yeah, what have you found most helpful in getting at deep deeper beliefs that might conflict with our conscious desires? Mm-hmm. But still get mirrored back. Okay. I, I I think this is about you know the deep layered crust. Right, right. <laughs>
2: well, what, my experience is this: I've seen this happen with individuals. I've seen it happen in families. Uh, I've seen it happen uh, collectively in larger, larger scales. It's not it, it it's less about us getting to those beliefs and recognizing that those beliefs will surface um, when. The conditions are there that allow them to be uh, Mm -hmm. recognized and addressed and healed. Um, Just give you an example: grief is is perhaps a a good example. I know of people who have lost loved ones, uh, and there's a, a sense of grieving when they're they're gone, and it's not uncommon. For a year, a year and a half later, for the grieving to really begin, because Mm -hmm. that's when when it's time. That's when the conditions are right. That's when their their bodies are prepared and and ready. It doesn't always happen when they want it to happen. And I think it's the same with uh, other beliefs in our lives. Um, They don't always. It's not always that we can get to them when we choose. They surface when the time is right. When we have had the experiences that give us the wisdom to recognize them, as well as the tools to address and heal them. Uh, and it's, it's more about recognizing when they come up. And more often than not, they come up in relationships, uh, usually our, our most intimate relationships, either uh, uh, our, um, well, intimate relationships in either career or friendship or romance, one of those three. And I keep coming back to this this discovery of, of the God Code. We, we have literally found... Uh, a message that has been encoded in the cells of all life from the very beginning of life, whenever that was. We don't even know when that was. We don't know who put it there. But what the message says, it says God within the body. And the name of God that's in our cells matches the name of God that we find in 2,000-year-old scrolls. It it says to us that we have something within us that empowers us to participate in the events of life and that we're not uh, left... Uh, to be at the, the mercy of life happening to us, that we have the ability to, to reach out and recognize and not control. I'm going to be very clear about that. It's not about controlling life. It's about participating in the way that life happens to us in the way that life uh, is unfolding for us. So, uh, so I think it's about recognizing when these opportunities come up. And then, uh, and then embracing those opportunities and working them through.
0: Well, you know, this is a really, this is a really interesting question. And it, in, it, you know, it's like you're talking about. It's kind of like you have this outward desire to be successful, right? Right. You know, here we are. We have this. You know, I, I, I don't think I've ever. Yes, I have. I had one person in one of my workshops when I've asked the success question, say, no, I don't want that. But generally speaking. <laughs> Generally speaking, if you ask people, do they want success in all aspects of their lives, they say yes. And then you ask them, do you have it now? And not too many hands go up. And the question is, this is an outward desire to have this success. But the the deeper belief that keeps getting mirrored back is a reflection of people's perceptions that what they have now is not success.
2: Well, precisely, and that's this again ties back into uh, into the field and into some of the most ancient traditions uh, that we talk about in, in the other books, including um, including prayer, mm. uh, a non-religious modality of prayer that was lost to the West 1,700 years ago uh, when it was edited out of our most cherished traditions, out of our, our biblical texts here in the West. Uh, Western prayer researchers acknowledge four key modalities of prayer. And they say that when we when we pray here in the West, we use one or some combination of those of those prayers. So there's as good as those are and as well as they work, there's always been a fifth one uh, that's not acknowledged by the West. And that is, is the modality of prayer that speaks directly to this field. It's what is called feeling based prayer. And what it simply uh, does, and again this is a, a it's a huge topic to go into in just a few minutes uh, on the radio. But the the bottom line, essentially, what this mode of prayer invites us to do is to feel in our hearts the feeling as if the prayer has already been answered rather than asking for intervention, rather than saying, Dear God, please let me be successful in my life,
0: uh-huh.
2: which uh, is a path, and it, it does what it does, and there are reasons for doing that. Mm-hmm. This mode says invites us to feel the feeling as, as if... We already had that success. What would our lives look like if we had that success in our lives? What would our home look like? What would our families look like? How would we live our lives differently? And by virtue of doing that, what we're doing, the feeling, is the language that the field responds to. So we're giving, we're speaking to the field in the language that it recognizes so that it can mirror that success right back to us. Um, And again, this has nothing to do with religion. This, This modality of prayer crosses... Uh, spiritual, uh, I'm sorry, religious uh, boundaries, yeah. and is is common throughout almost all ancient spiritual traditions. Past, as well as I find it from the monasteries of Tibet into uh, the deserts of the the high deserts of the, the the Southwest here in our country. This is when I had in 1998. Uh, I led. I had the the privilege of leading uh, a pilgrimage of uh, people into the highlands of Central China into Tibet for 22 days where we visited 12 monasteries and two nunneries, uh, and through the translators, asked them the questions. When we see you in your prayers during the day, when we see the chants and the bells and the bowls and the gongs and the chimes and the mudras and the mantras, you know, for 14, 16 hours a day on the outside, I asked them, I said, what are you doing inside? What what happens to you inside of your body? Because, because this is a living culture. We can ask that question. And it was the abbot of one of those monasteries that looked at me through the translator, and he said, you've never seen our prayers, because a prayer cannot be seen. He said, what you have seen is what we do to create the feeling in our bodies, and the feeling is the prayer. And then he asked me how we do it in our culture. You know, How do we do this in our culture? And it's interesting because in our culture we're taught that if we say the right words, the right time of day or the right number of times that we've said the prayer, mm. when in essence the feeling... Is the prayer, and, and the reason we don't so often know about that, is because those are precisely the texts that were edited in the fourth century um, uh, by the emperor, uh, the, the, well, the emperor Constantine, put together the the, the council of Nicaea uh, in the early Christian Bible, and they took at least twenty books out and edited another twenty-five books. And as good as our Western biblical text is today, the best scholars will tell you it's incomplete. Mm -hmm. And part of the incompleteness uh, is the part that tells us of our relationship uh, to the world around us through the power of human emotion and human feeling. So from a a very non-religious perspective, it it simply invites us to participate. Feel, Feel the feeling as if that success is already there. So that you give the field something to mirror back to us as success.
0: You know what? The whole feeling emotional thing is getting a bad rap these days. You know, it really is. Uh, You know, there is such a misunderstanding around the whole dialogue of emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. and how that's being used. And, you know, and, and we see and we hear more conversations about, you know, being cut off, You know, my ethnic background wouldn't have it any other way except for me to demonstrate emotion. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you've ever sat around, you know, an Italian family Sunday dinner. I have. Uh, Yes, indeed. (laughs) You know, with flying meatballs and everything. Uh, And, you know, it's interesting about what that means. What I'd like to do, Greg, is take a short break. And, uh, you know, know, when we come back, let's talk... Talk about what it feels like to have an I can do it attitude, have that permeate every aspect of our life. What are the words and how do we say them? What do we do to really pump up that vibration, to get the volume turned up so that we create the emotional, uh, you know, the, the level that we need to manifest everything we want. If there is something that you want in your life something that you desire and you would like us to create for you right on this show, a prayer of manifestation fully blown with all of the emotion you can imagine. We'd like to invite you into the show in our last segment. This is a way for us to help you hold that consciousness to move from ignorance to intention, as Greg would say in his book and get what you want in, in your life. Why don't we give out these numbers, Benny? Right now, and for those of you tuning in, I'm uh, here with an amazing individual, Greg Braden. We're talking about the God Code and many, many other things. This is your life. We want to help you live it full out. Okay, let's have that number. Sure,
1: Dr. Pat, 425-373-5527. That's a local and long-distance number here at KKNW, AM 1150, 425-373-5527, or toll free one triple eight. Two nine eight five five six nine. That number again is one triple eight two nine eight five five six nine.
0: And I'm plugged in, so don't forget you can send the old email to live at crustbusting.com. I'm Doctor Pat. Producer Benny. We'll be right back. Back, everyone. This is Dr. Pat Basili. I'm here doing my show crust-busting your way to an awesome life. If you're not familiar with what crust is, it's all of that stuff that we've picked up over the years. That stuff that used to serve us, maybe your thoughts, feelings and uh, actions. All of that, what I call the, the tea times the thoughts, emotions and actions that have held you back, that are stopping you from living life full out. Today my very special guest is Greg Braden we're talking about the God Code and we're in this segment, we're talking about creating that I can do it attitude in honor of the upcoming Hay House event in Las Vegas. And Greg, you're going to be there, right?
2: I am going to be there. I'm doing a uh, pre-conference workshop, full day on Friday, and then uh, uh, my segments on Saturday and Sunday.
0: I know. I'm going to be there in your conference.
2: Oh, well, I'm going to say hello to you there.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> it's really going to be fun to meet some of the people that I've talked to uh, on the radio. Uh, what an amazing conference, and I think we talked about the fact that it's almost sold out, which is awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome! I know we've been running ads for it here, and uh, people in our area—you know, Vegas is a hop, skip, and a jump away. You know, well, I,
2: I just feel so honored uh, to be uh, and the privilege to be sharing the stage with some of the most amazing speakers and authors, researchers uh, in the in the uh, the science of self-help and. Uh, uh, the science of, of redefining our relationship to our world today. Really good people at this conference.
0: Oh yeah, they're amazing. Oh, okay, we do have a caller. Why don't we take Nancy? Is it? Hi, Nancy. Welcome to the show. Yes. Hi. How are you? I'm doing okay. We okay? Hi, Nancy. Yeah, I just I had a question in regards to in the cellular memory when we have a, um, the
2: issues we're trying to release on a conscious level if they're stored in cellular memory, which is how do we release the uh, the abuse, the jealousy that radiates from levels of that nature that are that far embedded, in to you know to move ourselves ahead? Well, the, it is possible to do that. When we talk about something being stored cellularly, there is the emotional component, and then there's the chemical component. Uh, sometimes they work hand in hand. Sometimes the emotional component will be stored away for years and years until something triggers it. Um, and that's how you know when that, that issue is up for you in that moment. The chemical component is, is what gets interesting because you can work through the emotions and still have the chemistry in, in your bodies for a period of time. Uh, and it's, uh, it, is a, a, it is a physical process. Things like uh, what researchers have found is that physical processes like movement, um, yoga, um, uh, any kind of, of exercise, bicycling, hiking, things like that. When you're feeling those emotions, that's that chemistry trying to express itself. Uh, it needs to to move through uh, massage, deep tissue massage. Uh, and, and there are forms of massage that are specifically designed to release what you're speaking about. When you're feeling those emotions and you have that kind of massage, you and your uh, masseuse are also a, a therapist. You begin speaking with your body and having a dialogue with what those things are all about, fluids to move those uh, out and... Um, uh, certainly, all of the uh, uh, the supplements to support your body when it's going through those things. It's a multi-pronged approach to go about doing those. If that helps,
0: Nancy, did that did that answer your question? To some degree, it does. Um, yeah, I, it, I thank you very much. Well, well is, there,
2: is there a specific that you can ask, and then I can address more yeah. specifically? Yeah, it's. Um, I was just trying to think of when, when someone like a, a young person grows up in Afghanistan and they're besieged by war their right. whole life, how are they going to transcend that? How are you going to, you know, to move the, the violent, you know what I mean, to transcend that mm-hmm. level of embeddedness of belief systems? Well, certainly, the young person in Afghanistan and much closer to home, we now have an entire generation that's growing up with a wartime mentality. You're right, uh, and, and views the world through those eyes, and those problems uh, are very, very much on our doorstep right now. Uh, and it's a, a conscious effort that that must be made um, to recondition ourselves uh, to to what those things have meant in our lives. And it, uh, I'm not saying it's, it necessarily is easy. I'm saying it is possible to to do these things once they have had those experiences. Uh, they need to be replaced with uh, very positive experiences that are linked directly to the body. So that the body memory and the emotion uh, are one and the same. And a number of people out there that do uh, do very good work or, uh, around these kinds of things. Um, oh. And I'm just uh, I'm, I am drawing a blank on the text that mm-hmm. I'm thinking of right now. Um, there are I, if you go into uh, well. Um, Carolyn Mace. Carolyn, Carolyn Mace talks Mace. about these kinds yes, of things. Yes, she does. She does a wonderful. Judith Orloff does a wonderful yes. job with these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, helping us to get in touch with what it is that our bodies are actually expressing. Mm-hmm. From my perspective, the emotion and the chemistry are directly linked, and, and the emotions will surface when the healing. Is possible, And that's the point to address both on uh, on a body as well as an emotional level.
0: You know, and Nancy, I want to say this as well. You know, sometimes, you know, we have things that happen that trigger, that trigger response. It's very similar to what we've ha- had happen early on. And when that happens, you know, it is really an invitation to really look that thing that happened right in the eye and really make a shift on it. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. So what I'm trying to say is that when that comes up, when you have that moment, for me, for example, let me give you an example. For me, you know, a number of years ago, um, I had something come up in my life. And what I realized it had to do with my mother dying at age eight years old when I was eight years old. And I had put so much meaning erroneous meaning to what that meant for me in my life, that I had to create a new story about it. But what that meant for me was that I had to let go of the old story, the old story that really got me in a lot of doors, you know, got me in a lot of, you know, sympathy doors, attention doors. And so when things come up for us in life, you can feel it in your body. It shows up in a lot of ways. Ponder calls it chemicalization. It shows up in a way that, you know, invites us to take a second look at it. Okay. But with different meaning. Greg, okay. do you know what I'm well, saying?
2: It, well, precisely. And the corollary to that is we can, it, when those things happen, they're generally triggered uh, by something that we cannot overlook. We can't turn yep. away and look at it. It'll, it'll be can't. something so, so big in life. It'll push buttons that are so big. It must be addressed. And what, what we know is that that can only happen. The only way that can happen is when we have all of the emotional tools that we need yep. uh, to work our way through them. And, in other words, if we don't have those tools, the trigger isn't possible. No. Well, so it's well, only when we I, have all the tools in place. And it, it can take five years. It can take 50 years. Emotion have, doesn't, doesn't work on a time basis I space. have to ring
0: off. Okay, thank you. Thank you. It, it, you know, you're right about that. And, you know, at some level, it, it can take five minutes.
2: Well, precisely. I mean, it can take five years uh, or 50 years for, for the the emotion to arise again. Mm-hmm. In terms of reconciling it, you're right. It can happen in a heartbeat. It can happen in five minutes. It can happen mm-hmm. in uh, five seconds. It it's about how we redefine or reframe what that experience means exactly. in
0: our lives. Exactly. Yeah. You know, Greg, thank you so much. You know, I'm always so, so amazed at how quickly the time goes by. When, hour. <laughs> I know. We're just kind of like warming up here. Uh, I want to thank, you know, both Nancy and Lynn for, uh, you know, sending in their questions and comments. Thank you so much, all all of you. And thank you, Greg. And, and let's give out your website, Greg, so people can find out all of the cool things you're doing and where you're going to be and, you know, you know, how they can, you know, find out more about the God Code.
2: Sure. Uh, Pat, it's uh, www.gregbraden.com, G-R-E-G-G-B-R-A-D-E-N.com
0: absolutely fabulous. Thank you so much for joining the show today, and I look forward to meeting you. Uh, thank you. In, in Vegas, one of my favorite places. In, <laughs> in... <laughs>
2: well, thank you and Benny both, and I'll see you uh, at, at the program then.
0: Well, I'll see you. Take care, Greg. Right,
2: take care. Bye-bye.
0: What a fabulous, fabulous show. I mean, it, you know, Greg and I can go on and on and on. He is amazing. Again, the book we were talking about was The God Code, The Secret of Our Past, The Promise of Our Future. We bring you this program Program here on crossbusting each and every day uh, so that you can explore the potentiality of the future as you see it in the present and each and every moment that we have, we can shift our thoughts and our emotions and for sure our actions to create that the life that we want. And that's what crossbusting is all about. For me, it's a metaphor of uh, that worked really well with the people that I see, with my clients, with me, the people that attend my seminars and classes. And I want to remind you uh, uh, all that uh, I will be doing a class on April uh, 19th at Discover You. You can go to www.discoveru.org, to sign up or just give me a call at 206-525-9599 if you're interested in attending and yes you heard me say it yesterday it is true we will be doing you know this fabulous eight week crust busting class i love this class we do all sorts of things to help get rid of years of crusty conditioning. We use art, we use music, we use movement, we use poetry. You name it, it shows up. Yeah, it's
1: just not a simple lecture. No, I mean, it is, but it isn't. It's interactive.
0: It's very interactive. And that's what
1: you like to do. And it's
0: life-changing. There
1: you go. That's
0: it. And you'll get a sense about what I'm talking about. It's going to be held in Seattle this time. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, The Center for Spiritual Living in Seattle. Close to home. Very close to home. And we will also be uh, uh, doing the workshop again uh, on the east side and we'll tell you more about that so thank you for listening uh, tomorrow it's a one-on-one day with me but I'm hoping to have a special mystery guest on the show and the key I- word is mystery it's like a mystery to me <laughs> <laughs> and I want to tell you about Thursday Thursday uh, Joy Cashel will be here with us uh, but more importantly uh, you will be here with, with us and we will share that Voice America this week Week. Dr. Christiane Northrup will be on that show. More of I Can Do It. We love you. Make yourself a great day.
1: Views expressed on the preceding program are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This is Alternative Talk
2: 1150 KKNW Seattle. Alternative Talk 1150 AM invites you to personally empower.